The preseason favorite in five of the six Power Six conferences are firmly on the struggle bus right now, and it doesn't look like it's getting better anytime soon. You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome into the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. It's the only daily national college hoop show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for being here. Unfortunately, my co-host, Andy Patton, is sick. Once again, bookending the week. Poor guy. Buddy, if you're tuning in, uh, which you shouldn't be because you should be resting, but if you are, hope you get better quickly. Can't wait to be back together on Monday. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online, who has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Coming up on today's show, we got quick hitters from all the crazy action on Wednesday night and Thursday night. We got a tour of the weekend for games uh, coming up. Another great weekend of college basketball, including my upset picks for you. But first, like I said, we got some issues with the preseason favorites in the Power Six schools. And I know there's uh, or Power Six conferences, excuse me. I know there's a lot of you just turning, tuning in to the show coming off of college football season, or maybe you're just fine then our show. We've only been going for two months and we're loving it. And uh, man, there's so many uh, numbers growing quickly and rapidly. And so we want to thank you for being a big part of that. But if you're just getting tuned into college basketball for the first time this season, this is why I want to give you this primer. So the power six, when we talk about that, what we mean, I'll give them to you alphabetically, the ACC, the Big 12, the Big East, the Big 10, Pac-12, and SEC. Those are the six conferences we're talking about. Five of the six preseason favorites are way underperforming preseason expectations. Let me give it to you. We're going to roll through in that same alphabetical order. And by the way, Ken Palm bears this out as well, which is, uh, if you're not familiar with Ken Palm, is one of the computer predictive metrics that we we in college basketball circles follow very closely. And it as well says that these are the top six conferences pretty consistently year in and year out in college basketball. So let's start with the ACC. The ACC preseason media poll or preseason poll was voted on by ACC media. There was 101 votes. 90 of those 101 went to, as you know, North Carolina Tar Heels. Well, the Tar Heels are currently 11 and 6, 3 and 3. Famously, or perhaps infamously, was the fastest team in the AP 25 poll era to drop from preseason number one to unranked ever. So right now they're three and three in the ACC tied for eighth in the ACC coming off a loss at Virginia. Um, And thankfully for them, they go to Louisville this weekend, but they're without Armando Baycott right now. Uh, Preseason ACC player of the year had been playing like the uh, ACC player of the year, five straight games with 20 or more points. His front court counterpart, Pete Nance, is also out with back issues right now. And Carolina is very thin and inexperienced in the front line aside from that. So it doesn't look like things are heading in the right direction for the Tar Heels. Oh, by the way, who is leading the ACC? Clemson. Clemson is leading the ACC right now. 14-3 and overall, 6-0 and in the conference. Big game this weekend, though, against Duke. What about the Big 12? Well, the Big 12 preseason poll came from the coaches. 
So Baylor received five of those 10 first place votes. You can't vote for your team, so it's impossible to have a unanimous uh, vote there. But the Bears currently 11-5, and five, just 1-3 and three in the Big 12. In fact, that one they just picked up this week against West Virginia. Now, the losses have been good losses to good teams, um, but they're tied for sixth out of 10 teams in the Big 12. Things aren't growing going all that great for Baylor. A lot of it to me is front court issues, particularly they're just really missing Jonathan Chamwa Chachua, who got hurt last season and isn't back yet. Currently, there's a three-way tie atop the Big 12 standings. Kansas, K-State out of nowhere, and Iowa State, kind of out of nowhere, currently tied each at 4-0, but we're going to break that tie this weekend because Iowa State is going to Kansas. So at least one of these teams is going to take their first loss. What about the Big East? This is another coach's preseason poll. Creighton received eight of the 11 first place votes. Again, you can't for, vote for your own team. Whew. Blue Jays, currently 9-8 and eight overall. They had that six-game losing streak after starting off the season 6-0. Three and three in the Big East, just like Carolina is in the ACC, fifth in that conference. They lost on Wednesday at Xavier, which is understandable. Xavier's playing really good basketball right now. And, and who is top in the Big East? Well, it's Providence and Xavier tied atop the Big East standings. Providence coming back, doing it again. You'll love it. Both are 14 and three and six and zero oh in the conference. Creighton and Providence playing this weekend, so that could be interesting. Watch out for that. Moving on to the Big Ten. This is another media poll. There are 28 first-place votes. Indiana got 19 of them. Well, Hoosiers right now are 10-6, and 1-4 and four in the Big Ten, 13th in the Big Ten standings out of 14 teams. Yikes. What? Yeah. So Trace Jackson Davis is playing great. Freshman Jalen Huchifino is a stud. Uh, the biggest issue to me is they're missing their their point guard, Xavier Johnson, who's been out with a foot injury. And until he's back, I, I don't see it improving all that much. As for who is, le who is leading the way in the Big Ten, it is Purdue and it is Michigan State. Purdue kind of came out of unexpected territory. I think they were fifth in that preseason Big Ten poll. Um, and then Michigan State uh, had kind of fallen off after a little bit of a hot start, but they're on a seven-game winning streak right now. And so both those teams are 4-1 and one atop the Big Ten standings. And then finally, and this is the big daddy, SEC. This is another media poll. Uh, they didn't reveal their numbers of votes and, and all that stuff, but we do know Kentucky topped the preseason poll there in the SEC was preseason uh, five in the AP poll. And oh boy, things are bad in Lexington. The Wildcats are currently 10 and six, one and three in the conference, 10th in the standings out of the 14 SEC teams. And listen, you thought things were bad? Kentucky got blitzed by Alabama last weekend. Understandably so. To me, can, Alabama is going to be a top five team all the rest of the season long. But then Tuesday, they lose at home in Rupp to South Carolina. And South Carolina is awful. Like they had just gotten beat by Tennessee last weekend by 43 points, 85 to 42, 43 points. And then they go to Rupp Arena and do it to the Wildcats. Things are not great. Uh, I don't know what you do with John Calipari because... 
he's got this long-term contract. People call it a lifetime contract. It's not legitimately a lifetime contract, but there's still like six more years on it after this year. And the buyout, there is a buyout, but it is massive. So uh, what what's going to happen in Kentucky? Massive, uh, great recruiting class coming in next year, but <clears throat> going to be interesting to watch that. So the only preseason pick to lead a Power Six conference that's actually living up to expectations is UCLA. Uh, 33 media members voted in this one. They got 26 of the 33 first place votes. And they're doing it. They're in first place, one again on Thursday night. So that pushes them to 15-2, and 6-0 and oh in the Pac-12. <clears throat> so why do we have this crazy discard? Like, if all of this is going on, why is it happening? That's, that's the question I'm curious to ask. Honestly, I think the biggest thing in this is the transfer portal, this era that we're in. Transfer portal makes knowing what a team will be infinitely like what a team is going to be. It makes it infinitely more difficult than it used to be because when you had development and programs and fewer transfers, you felt like you really knew what a team was, or at least mostly was going to be coming into a year. Um, and that's both in terms of predicting who's going to be better than expected and who's not going to be good as good as expected to the point of what we're looking at with these five teams that, that were picked preseason favorites. They're just not doing it. And so I, I, there are obviously other reasons. A couple of these teams have some injury bugs or, or whatever it may be. But I really think the transfer portal makes the biggest difference in what's going on with all of this. As for the five teams uh, that, that aren't living up to those preseason expectations, who's in the worst position? Well, for me, let me take it to you from least worst to yikes, burn it down. Uh, Baylor. I think Baylor, um, things are going to get turned around. Um, it's just that the Big 12 is so insanely difficult once again this year, um, but they're going to get those wins. The, the losses have been close or against good teams, and so I'm not overly concerned. Next is North Carolina. Um, some of this is because the ACC is really bad. Um, and so I think North Carolina is going to find a lot of wins. I don't think Armando Baycott's going to be out very long. They were looking really, really kind of coming into their own before he went down at Virginia on Tuesday. And so I feel good about that. Creighton, they're going to find Big East wins um, and be okay. But it's Indiana and Kentucky that are co concerning me right now in Kentucky the most. Like, I just don't see... Um, them doing it and it's weird because it is a a upperclassman returners it's not a typical john calipari like hey all the guys are coming back or all the guys are new no it's like a bunch of returners including the reigning national player of the year and so man things are wild in lexington we're gonna have to keep our eyes on it well wednesday's slate of games in that seven o'clock slot was absolutely insane Plus, there were some games on Thursday that mattered. We'll get into all of it with some Friday quick hitters, one of my favorite things. But before we do so, I need to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football, the playoffs for NFL start this weekend, to basketball, they've got it all at Bet online so make sure to check out the line for all the crazy action coming up this saturday chief of which my favorite is going to be iowa state at 
Kansas. Bet online always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, quick hitters. If you're new to the show, quick hitters is just where we just take a quick run around some big games that have been going on and we'll give you a take as to why uh, we think things are going on. The first one starting back on Wednesday night. Texas, number 10, Texas, 79, number 17, TCU, 75 at Texas there in Austin. Here's the thing. Texas is getting it done even without Chris Beard. I had put a hold on the Longhorns while they figured all that out. I was worried. I I love the roster, but I love it really a lot with Chris Beard at the helm. I was less so sure about it when you kind of don't have a leader. But there's now six and one under Rodney Terry. Um, and, and so he's doing it, stepping in, making his case to be named uh, not just interim head coach, but the guy when season ends. And so um, great job by him and the Longhorns. Now, as for this specific game, I thought it was a lost cause. Um, TCU was doing it to Texas in the first half, so much so that I switched to another game. We watch a lot of Texas. I mean, obviously, I watch a ton of college basketball, but when the Longhorns are on, my wife's a big Longhorns fan. And so we turn it on and we're watching. And I went to a different game because TCU led by 18 in the first half, uh, 13 at the half. Um, but then the, the closing like 10 minutes of this game was bonkers. The Longhorns would make a run get it closed back, TCU would push back out, and just it just kept going like that. And Texas took their first lead um, since 1404 of the first half with 61 seconds left on a Marcus Carr three. And so um, great resolve from Texas to come back and get this victory, keep that top 10 standing that they have right now. And thankfully for them, there the, the really aren't any – um, gimmies in the Big 12 this year, but they get a reprieve this weekend hosting Texas Tech, who is currently the worst team in the Big 12. Going to the SEC now on Wednesday night, Bama, number four ranked Bama, 84, number 15 ranked Arkansas, 69, an absolute blitzing at Bud Walton Arena. This game was at Arkansas. And so the, the big thing here is that Alabama is kind of starting to look like perhaps the best team in the nation right now. I know that shifts and ebbs and flows throughout the season, but just right now, man, they are putting it together. Part of that is UConn lost again on Wednesday. Houston didn't really look all that awesome against South Florida. I'm just saying, keep an eye on Alabama and and what their movement will be as not only just a top-tier team along with Tennessee and the SEC, but nationally. Uh, Crimson Tide right now 14-2 overall, 4-0 in the conference. Looking at their Ken Palm stuff, they're going to be favored in every game they play the rest of the season except at Tennessee on February 15th. And that's the only, unfortunately, that's the only game those two teams play this year. Would love to have a home home and home. That's the bummer of kind of the uh, not true round robin that we get any more as for Alabama in this game Mark Sears scored 26 and now has 15 or more in four straight games if he can keep doing that to combine with super stud freshman Brandon Miller and another stud freshman Noah Clowney whoo great stuff for Nate Oates there that's a great recipe to keep it going as for Arkansas it's been a tough stretch for them I mean when you lose Trayvon Brazil for the season Nick Smith Jr. Uh, one of the best freshmen in the country, predicted lottery pick in the NBA draft next summer. He's out at least through January. And so um, 
because of all that, Arkansas has now lost three of four last two games in a row, both by double digits. Uh, they thankfully get Vanderbilt this weekend, but I'm starting to get a little worried, not about like their NCAA tournament hopes, but just that they're going to stay at that top level that they've been at a lot of the season. If, if they want to get back there, Anthony Black's going to have to be special. Ricky Council's going to have to be special. We'll keep our eyes on it. Already mentioned this, uh, that UConn lost, but it was to Marquette, 82 to 76 at Marquette. And here's the thing. Marquette was way low in the preseason Big East poll. No, nobody thought they would do all that terribly much after losing a lot off of last year's team. But Shaka Smart has it going again in year two at Marquette. Man, it seems like that move away from Texas was good for him. Um, now, UConn led early in the second half of this game, led by seven. Marquette goes on an 11-2 run to take control and never trails again. Interestingly for UConn, this is another part of why I want to mention this game. Donovan Klingon, Adama, no Adama Sonogo's backup, played more than Sonogo in this game. Had a great game, 21-10. and 10. I don't think it's a sign of things to come. I think it was just, that's what happened in this game. That's what Dan Hurley chose to do. But uh, kind of still odd to see. And weirdly enough, UConn, uh, just a couple weeks removed from being just right there with Purdue at the top of things is now fourth in the Big East, three games out of first place. I still think that UConn is right there and has everything they need, but they're they're scuffling just a little bit right now. Another game from Wednesday I want to point out, and you're like, why on earth are you talking about this one? Number 22, Charleston, 71, UNC Wilmington, 69. That's right, a Colonial Athletic Association matchup. Why on earth, Isaac, are you talking about this game? Well, I'll tell you why. Because these two teams came in as owners of the two longest winning streaks in all of Division I college basketball. Charleston riding a 15-game streak, Wilmington riding a 13-game winning streak. Something's got to give. Well, Charleston keeps it going, is going to hang on to that AP ranking, the longest streak in the nation still now it's up to 16 unc wilmington's obviously is gone so trivia question who now has the second longest winning streak in all of division one i'm going to give you five seconds and then i'll tell you one two three four five it's florida atlantic yeah fau sitting at a 14 game win streak way to go keep that rocking uh, two other quick things from Wednesday night, Duke 77, Pitt 69. We've been wondering how legit Pitt is. Now, this game is at Duke. So, you know, there, there's that road environment. Um, and I, they've had a hot start to the ACC season. Their lone loss is to the currently only unbeaten ACC team, Clemson. Still trying to figure that one out. Um, but um, Pitt goes in and has a lead. They're up 12 early in the second half on the Blue Devils, who still don't have Jeremy Roach, but then Duke just systematically claws back, gets a win. A big reason is because of the heralded freshman. No, it's not. It's the third ranked, again, of these freshmen, Kyle Filipowski, 28 and 15. He's going to have to keep doing this for Duke to keep winning. No Jeremy Roach again in this game. And then... The, the more heralded guys, the ones I was just joking about, we got, we got to start talking more about this. Derek Whitehead, only six points. Derek Lively, the dude, isn't even in the starting lineup anymore, and he only had six points himself. 
What on earth? Tough stretch coming up for Duke. Listen to this. At Clemson on Saturday, we're going to find out about both of these teams, kind of like what we said about Pittsburgh, and then versus Miami the next Saturday, and then at Virginia Tech Monday following that. So quick Saturday-Monday turnaround. Interesting three-game stretch for the Blue Devils. Missouri's fallen off a little bit. They are now uh, have lost two of their last three, both on the road. This last one was at Texas A&M. By 18 points. AM, by the way, 3 0 in the SEC. Keep your eyes on that. And then two quick things from Thursday night. Eight Gonzaga was on the ropes at BYU, down four with about a minute to go. They get a steal on an inbounds. And then, of course, Nolan Hickman buries his first and only shot of the game, a three from the corner. They eventually get another three from Julian Strother and then hold on on BYU's last ditch attempt. And this is the last time in the regular season, at least at BYU, these guys will play before the Cougars go to the Big 12. So big, massive road win for Gonzaga there to stay in the top 10. And then here's an interesting one. Minnesota knocks off Ohio State 70-67 to on Thursday night. Uh, unfortunately for Ohio State, they got a crap call just before this game would have gone to overtime. There's about just under two seconds left. Clean, clean block by freshman Bruce Thornton guard um, on a, I don't even remember who it was from Minnesota. Um, like l- clearly nobody. Um, and it was, was all ball up top. Look at it on my Twitter. I, I posted the video of it, but Ohio State loses. Now they're on a three-game skid, and this one's bad. Home against Minnesota, that is not a good look. So uh, Ohio State doesn't get any easier for them either. They got to go to Rutgers this weekend. And Rutgers, keep in mind, this season is no pushover. Speaking of which, I got to get you ready for another great weekend, a massive big weekend of college basketball, including my big upset pick for the weekend. Who do I have on upset watch? Let's talk about it in just a second. All right, folks, here we go. Weekend tour. First, I've got one game for you on Friday. I mentioned earlier that Michigan State is tied atop the Big Ten rankings with Purdue, or the Big Ten standings, I should say, with Purdue. But they travel tonight, Friday night, to Illinois, that roller coaster team. Illinois is literally gone win-loss, 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 win for nine straight games before finally stringing together two wins recently. So they host Michigan State tonight. Um, Ken Palm actually has Illinois favored in this game by five. Michigan State, as I mentioned, has reeled off seven in a row. Malik Hall is back for Tom Izzo. Man, love it. Even though uh, Illinois' favorite. This is one of my upset watch picks. Gimme Michigan State winning at Illinois. I think we're going to get the not good version of them against a great Tom Izzo coached team. Let's move to Saturday. And boy, it starts right out of the gate. Noon on ESPN. Here we go. Kentucky at number five, Tennessee. I don't put this one on here because I think it's going to be a good game. I don't. But at this point, you got to tune in, right? Like, what's Kentucky going to do or not do next? It's kind of appointment television. I, it's almost like a train wreck, right? You, you don't want to stare, but you can't look away. And so I'm tuning in to see what's Tennessee going to do. Remember, I just said earlier, last weekend, Tennessee beat South Carolina by 43 points. The same South Carolina team that just beat Kentucky in Rupp. 
But watch, they're going to go out and get a win or something like that. We'll have to wait and see if Mr. Toppin is back in the game. Uh, will Kaysen Wallace's back be all right? He's been having some spasms. Um, Ken Palm has this game, Tennessee by 14 points and an 89% chance to win. Wow. Uh, noon, ACC Network Extra. Miami travel 16 Miami travels to NC State. Uh, who is favored by three at home, even though it's the Hurricanes that are ranked. I'm going Wolfpack here. It's an upset pick by the AP rankings, but actually by the betting markets, it's not an upset pick at all. Next, number 18, Wisconsin travels to Indiana, one o'clock on CBS. Whoo! I said Ohio State's on a three-game losing streak. Well, Indiana's doing the exact same thing. The Hoosiers are 10 and 6, 1 and 4 in the Big Ten. We talked about that earlier in the in the teams that aren't performing up to standard. Not only have they lost their last three, they've lost five of their last seven and six of their last nine. Not good stuff. Again, a lot of that is Xavier Johnson being out. They got to get him back. As for Wisconsin, they're on a two-game losing streak of their own. Also down uh, some personnel there. Indiana is actually favored by five in this game, even though it's Wisconsin that's ranked, Indiana not. Uh, no Xavier Johnson still. I, I just don't think that's enough. Even with everything Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hitchafino can do, um, they've been missing some other personnel. I think Race, uh, Race Johnson missed their last game. And so give me the Badgers in my upset, upset pick watch of the weekend. Dial that up. Next. Uh, going to the Big 12, which is a gauntlet every Saturday. Number 11, K-State at number 17, TCU. Two o'clock Eastern time on ESPN2. Ken Palm has it, TCU by two. It's been a rough week for TCU, unfortunately. you We all saw it on Monday night. They got absolutely boat raced in the national championship game by Georgia. Uh, absolute ridiculousness. And then as we talked about earlier, they blew that big lead against Texas earlier in the week on Wednesday. And so for me, uh, I'm going to unfortunately have to say that the bad times are going to keep on rolling for TCU. K-State, love this story, love what they're doing. Uh, I'm going to say they get a big Big 12 road win in Fort Worth on Saturday. Next, this is the game I'm looking forward to most of this weekend slate. Number 14, Iowa State at number two, Kansas. 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus. What are we doing? I think it's because Iowa State just wasn't expected to be good, but here they are and they're doing it. I, we should have got this reprogrammed somewhere else. But anyway, hopefully you got ESPN Plus and you can find it. If not, check in on my Twitter. I'll be tweeting about it. But as I said earlier, both these teams, 4-0 in Big 12 play. Something's got to give. For Iowa State, they're at their best when their guards Caleb Grill and Gabe Kalsher are playing well, and that's what's been happening lately, and that's why Iowa State is playing so well. All the same, Ken Palm has the Jayhawks by eight at home in, um, excuse me there, at, at home in the fog. And so, man, you just, you just, they got magic at home. I don't know what it is. Anytime they're on the ropes, they, they know they're going to win, and they do. Ken Palm has this game. Kansas eight. I'm going to say they win, but don't cover. If they get this win, it's a 10 game losing or 10 game winning streak, excuse me, for Bill Self's team. Uh, we're not going to talk about it, but I mentioned earlier, number 19, Providence takes on 
uh, takes their undefeated Big East record on the road at Creighton. That's 2 p.m. Eastern on FS1. Just keep your eye on that one. I'm not calling that one, but, but watch it. And then Sunday, just one game I want to point out, staying in the Big East, that Marquette squad we talked about earlier, number 25 in the nation, is at number 12 Xavier. Marquette is 6-1 and one in the Big East. Xavier is 6-0. and oh. Ken Palm has it. Musketeers at home by two. Marquette's been playing really well, um, much better than anyone anticipated, but I, I got to go with X in this game at home. Uh, two points. I, I, th- I honestly thought it would be a bigger spread than that, and I think they both win and obviously cover. But you see it, folks. Another great weekend of basketball. Cannot wait for that Iowa State at Kansas game and everything else going on. Coming up on Monday, Andy Patton and I will be right back with you to recap the weekend, biggest takes from whatever the biggest stories of the weekend are. Of course, we'll have our quick hitters run around. It'll be great. Please make sure to subscribe to the show. We just jumped over 300 subscribers on YouTube. Let's keep this thing rolling. Love it. Smash the like button. Comment on your thoughts on some of these games. Comment your thoughts on why these preseason favorites are under performing and folks i hope you have a great weekend don't do anything i wouldn't do you know make smart decisions (laughs) until monday peace